you guys hear this? Can everybody hear that? It's the sound of ice cubes in a big globe of a glass filled with an Aperol spritz because we're we've celebrating. Been, we've been living in an ice cube. Right. We haven't had heat or hot water for 10 days. <laughs> and the guys just left. They were here at 7.30 in the morning. They just left. It's almost 7.30 at night. And we decided to celebrate with... Something cold. Aperol spritz. As so, opposed to drinking four teas, hot right. bouillon, coffee... <laughs> All day long. So, chin chin, and welcome to Kimberly's Italy, a podcast about our love of all things Italian. My name is Kimberly Holcomb. Do I have to go through this every time? No, and you, you don't. are Tommaso Favuloso. No, Tommaso il favoloso, the the fabulous. Yes. He started. I did not give him that <laughs> moniker. He made it up himself. Okay. Uh, okay. If you can't toot your own horn, who's can you toot? <laughs> Welcome to Episodio Novanta. Tommaso, can you try that? Novanta. Episodio Novanta. Bravo. That is number 90. Wow. I'm very excited for Cento. 10 episodes from now, we're going to be at Cento. Right. Okay. That and- will be like. A glass of champagne. And more importantly, roughly uh, two weeks from now, we'll be at our two-year anniversary. Oh my gosh, we have so much going on. So let's start this episode and uh, get things rolling. Okay. Prima. Now I'm giving you a little more Italian lessons here because Tommaso's trying to learn. I catch him all the time on these little apps and listening to our friend Luisa, or looking to our friend, the Italian teacher Luisa on Instagram. So, prima, that means first. Prima, voglio dire. First, I would like to say a very big thank you to Denise M166, who left us the nicest review regarding how our episodes were such a great resource for her trip all over Italy last September. However, the part that made us burst out laughing was when she said she was able to, quote, talk her friend's ear off about all the history and significance of everything they were looking at. Friend is rolling eyes. <laughs> no, her friend might have been impressed thinking, where'd you get this? And I'm wondering, Denise, did you fess up? <laughs> you learned it all from our podcast episodes. But it, that just makes us feel fantastic well, to know that someone else appreciates the history. So, Denise, thank you very, very much because... We love the history of it. We really enjoy it. And we really enjoy presenting it. And sharing it. And sharing it. And she took it to heart. Yes. <laughs> she memorized it. Like, she's probably a good history student in school. <laughs> anyway, uh, she and her friend, I'm sorry, Denise is her name. She and her friend are returning to Italy and going to Amalfi and Capri this coming October because of our last like three or four episodes. And as a matter of fact, I have another client named Keith, whose trip I've been planning for a while. He got in touch with me last year regarding this summer's trip to Lago di Como and the Dolomiti, the Dolomites. And he just emailed me, we're speaking tomorrow night, about another trip he decided because of the same last few episodes, he is going to Capri and Amalfi 
in October as well. So my client Keith and this uh, Denise and her friend are going to be there at the same time, perhaps. So wouldn't that be cute, Karina, if they got together on Capri and did the same hike to Villa Jovis? What, are you trying to be a matchmaker now? No, but there's two people that (laughs) listen that were so influenced by our last episodes. I understand. I think that's very, very cute. It's very nice. Also, a shout out to Betsy from Virginia, who's taking her adult daughter for their first trip to Italy. And she zeroed in on specific episodes, which helped her plan the trip. And the best part is that she said in this review, quote, she knows this first trip will be the beginning of a love affair with the land and the culture. Wow. Music to our ears. Before you know it, she'll be moving to Venice or something. Who knows? And finally, thanks to Jamie as well. She also left a review and told me via email also that she has spent a year, an entire year planning a month-long trip all over the country. They're going soon in a couple months, but she just found our podcast like a week or 10 days ago. She wrote and said, I'm already on episode 66. I was like, that is some serious binging. She's trying to get in as much as she could. And that was very cute and nice. So, in Soma, a little more Italian lessons here. In Soma, one word, means in summary. That was my neighbor, Susanna's favorite word, my neighbor in Milano. In Soma, it makes us happy to know that people find so much value in these episodes of ours, and they have literally influenced our listeners where to go and what to do in each place. So, mission accomplished, I say, Tommaso. Si. So far, so good. Si. Allora. Now, you all know that one by now. Allora. (laughs) (laughs) I want to tell you about the very, very funny last day I had on this girl's trip this past October, November. All of our recent episodes have been about this trip. So if you recall, last week's episode was on the island of Procida, which was the last destination before we go back to Rome to fly home. And when we left the island that morning via ferry, we took a crazy, absolutely like batshit crazy (laughs) taxi ride from the port to the Napoli train station. And when I say crazy, I mean the dude ran red lights the, the girls were in the back saying nothing. They're just, I heard like, <gasps> yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> this was their first time in a taxi because previously when we arrived in Napoli to go to Procida, we had that awesome private driver and he was calm and played by the rules. There was no, kept, they, his, they eyes could, on, kept his eyes on the road, exactly. his hands on the wheel. They could see the craziness, but we weren't in it. This time we were in it and they're just like, (gasps) you know, cars so close because the dude literally ran all the red lights. He passed cars with like an oncoming bus is right at us. He's like, just plowing ahead. But to be honest, that's just normal driving in Napoli. So when you go to Napoli, go into it being prepared mentally. If you're in a taxi, knowing that not a single rule of the road is practiced by the locals. If you go into it knowing that, tutto bene. What are you taking? Antihistamines? No, Valium. (laughs) Not while driving, just as a passenger. Just as a passenger, that's what I meant. (laughs) So we all had a train 
um, booked for Rome later in that afternoon. But the goal was to have pizza in Napoli like every single other tourist does. Everyone does it. If someone doesn't want to stay in Napoli, they're going to at least spend three, four or five hours going to have pizza. And we did the same thing. And that's because none of these women had been to Napoli before. And when we were planning this trip over our, our initial Zoom calls and whatnot, someone threw it out there like, oh, I've never been to Napoli, nor have the rest of them. And I described it a little bit. And they're like, oh, OK, so, yeah, let's do Procida, Capri, Amalfi and Rome. So Napoli was off the itinerary to stay there, but we had... You had to transit out of there. Right. And we had a good four hours. I said, let's do pizza. And... I could have done three pizzas in four hours. Not in this day, (laughs) when you hear about this day. Okay. And I thought it would be fun. They'll get a feel for the city by just walking from the train station to the pizza area. So that was the plan. Again, get a feel for the city. And man, did they ever. (laughs) So remember um, during the Procida episode, I mentioned that the ferry over there was jam-packed because it was the festival, the Festa di Tutti Santi, the Festival of All Saints Day, while we were in Procida. And it's a long weekend and people start partying or going somewhere and gathering from like the Thursday through the Monday. So we got to Procida maybe on the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then we left that Sunday morning. And when we got to Napoli, it was full on, like gazillions of people in the streets of Napoli. And I thought, hmm, travel planner that I am, did I really put that together and think that perhaps Napoli is not the best choice on (laughs) the last day of Tutti Santi? So everybody can make a mistake now and then. Let me start at the beginning of this crazy four or five hours in Napoli, which started with that crazy taxi ride. Then we went into the Napoli train station, which is new-ish, contemporary, big, and busy, like crazy busy. Again, tutti santi. We went in and the plan was to leave our luggage at this place that they all call in English. The name is Left Luggage. You'll see signs all over airports and and train stations all over Italy and everything's in Italian. Binario, volo, sinistra, destra, bagno, and then left luggage. <laughs> well, like just like in Milano, when we paid the extra money, the, the right. line was moving faster. Right. Yes. That was le- but it's funny that they use those two words in English. Sure. Left luggage. That comes from England. Fine. Lovely. R- roughly. Lovely. Lovely. Yes. Regardless. It is a place in train stations and airports where you can go and leave your luggage. You get a ticket. They take it. You can leave it for up to, I don't know how long, a day or two, whatever. And that was the plan. There is, however, a lot of new competition to the left luggage, the old-fashioned concept of left luggage. And these companies have bought all these small um, kind of storefronts close to train stations within a hundred meters or something. And they have different names. And it's like the type of place where you just go in and get a key, you pay money. And it's like a storage locker, like the old fashioned ones in train stations in America. So it's unmanned and it's cheaper. My thinking, my thought process was 
even if it's crowded, I'm just going to stick to the left luggage in the train station because what if those other satellite little places are full, then you have to walk to the next one. You'd have to have the app with all these uh, locations and the addresses. And I'm sharing all this as a travel tip for you guys, because this does happen. There's more and more travelers. There's more and more people that want to spend the afternoon in Napoli and Rome and Florence. And this is what's happening with these luggage facilities. So I thought there's seven of us easier to just do the left luggage in the Napoli train station. So in the big, crazy, crowded, contemporary-ish train station, we started walking toward the left luggage sign, which was in this like neon orange, uh, neon yellow color. And all of a sudden I see the sign way far in front of me and then I see the people. I was like, ooh, all these people waiting in a line with their luggage. I was like, ugh. And here it was my idea to do the left luggage in the train station instead of the satellite places. So we stood there for a while and I said, I lied. I was like, girls, don't worry, this goes fast. It wasn't moving. Nothing was happening. And there were four people working there. And you could see them in front of this counter. And then behind them were all the aisles of hallways where they would leave the luggage. With all the racks. Right, exactly. No, it wasn't that organized, Tommaso. There's no racks. It's just you throw it, wasn't like, it. It wasn't like Milano. That the, was that was organized. It was really organized. Right. Well, no. it's the north and the south. Uh, yeah. Exactamente. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I see these people, three men and one woman. They had on a neon yellow vest, just like the sign color. And they're just chatting with each other and nothing's happening. And everyone in the line was a tourist. So I thought, this is ridiculous. I'm going to go up and ask. So I did. Walked in front of everybody. I was like, buongiorno. Cosa c'è qua? Like, what's going on here? And like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? I was like, well, you're not taking any luggage. They're like, siamo pieno. We are, we are full. I was like, oh, all right. D- did you guys have any intention of sharing this with anybody in the line? Because no one knows. They're all talking. Wonder why these people aren't doing anything. I was like, maybe you should tell them. And then again, they just stared at me. I was like, can I tell them? See? <laughs> so I turned around. I literally go. Public service announcement. Yeah. Kappa here. Kappa announcement. I said, um, you well, what's, guys. What's the word this morning that I had at six o'clock in the morning for listen? Ascoltare. Mi senti? No, senti. Oh, I don't know. It was too early for me to recall. But anyway, we're um, on a tangent there. He's going to look this up. Dio mio. Anyway, <laughs> I turned around and I said to at least 50, 60 people online, I said, um, they're full and that is why they're not doing anything. So we all have to wait until someone comes to retrieve their luggage and then they'll take the next round. So with that, I kid you not, half of the line dispersed and off they went because they were younger. They had the app with those little satellite offices with the storage lockers. So half the people left. I was like, all right. So then the line moved up. And then this is another travel tip. You look at the list, what do you call it, of departing trains. Mm -hmm. And if you see... Like in this case, it was Napoli to Roma. 
Napoli to Firenze, Napoli to Milano, direct rapid trains. And let's say it was departing at noon, 20 minutes to noon. All these people showed up and got their luggage and we were in there within like two minutes. So I had made that public service announcement. Which you said, Zito, ascolta me. Zito. See, <laughs> quiet. This is this is from one of Tommaso's apps. Okay. Thank you for that Thank con- you. contribution. You're welcome. <laughs> anyway, so we were in with our luggage literally five minutes after everyone dispersed and went to the other places. So with that, I thought, okay, let's start this journey to the area of the city where all the pizzerias are, especially Pizzeria Antica da Michele, the most famous pizzeria where everyone says was the actual birthplace of pizza. And more people know it from that movie, Eat, Pray, Love. Regardless, it's been there forever and they claim they have the title. And is it delicious? Yes, without a doubt. Is it popular? Yes. Was it insane to think of going there on the Giorno di Tutti Santi? Yes. So all of this, like, you know, combined at the same time. Regardless, we left the left luggage area and took off. And I have to say that the area, the two, three blocks in any direction of the train station directly outside the Napoli train station is a little sketchy. It's kind of gritty. Yes, very gritty. A lot of people selling wares, you know, that they spread a sheet out and they sell their goods and they're selling a lot of other stuff there too. So you don't want to like... You you don't want to linger. Linger. You just want to sort of hurry on. So I was like, okay, I'm the leader here of these six women who have never been to Napoli. So I had a route planned. Thank goodness I knew... um, the city well enough to know what would be a nice route, but you had to go over a couple big, you know, vias, boulevard type places to get to the the real center of Napolitano life. And we chose, I'm just going to tell you the basic route. So if you want to reenact our steps, it was, it was very fun. So I chose via Tribulani, which is a long, narrow street, and it is the typical Napolitano street. And from there, we were going to end up on Via Cesare Sersale, which is where Pizzeria da Michele is. However, as you start, as we started to get toward Via Tribulani, everyone was noticing these women, their first time there, keep, keep that in mind, they're noticing everything. On top of the fact it was Festa di Tutti Santi with millions of people. They all just were taking it in and it's a lot to take in. You need one of those little lines that the school kids grab onto yeah, when they all kind walk. Of. Well, walk I home. should have thought of that. I'm about, to t- <laughs> I'm about to tell you what that is. But the reason I chose this route is because I really wanted them to see Napoli at its best in these old, old streets. And when I say Napoli at its best, it has a different meaning in Napoli. The best of Napoli, in my opinion, honestly here, busy with people, traffic, noise, smells. It's a visual overload of everything. Busy with a capital B. Exactly. It's truly unlike 
any other city in Italy. And that's what makes it stand apart, in my opinion. So add to that busyness that I just described the mass of humanity on the streets because of Tutti Santi. And we, along with everyone else, we're making our way to Pizzeria Antica da Michele. I kid you not. As we started, I was like, this was the wrong idea, meaning <laughs> that shouldn't have been the final destination. Right, but I thought, right, oh, right. we're in it this far. It would actually be funny because I'm sure there'll be a ridiculous line and they can see it and I'll have a backup. But while we were walking down via Tribulani, which just became more and more crowded, I realized I need to put a plan in place because there are seven of us and none of them have ever been here and it is mayhem. So I thought, okay, I'm just going to um, get everyone and we'll choose a, you know, a go-to gathering spot in case we get separate. So I thought of that walking up the street. I turned around to announce this, you know, be my big kappa declaration. I turned around, I'm like, there's, there's, no only, there. there's only half of them. There were only three of them. I'm like, oh, Dio mio, like, where were they? So I, the three that were there, I just threw against the side of this wall. I go, don't move. <laughs> Do not move. And they're like, fine. They're like plastered up to the wall because it literally was crazy. So I was like, I'll be right back. So I realized they had to be behind us because I was in front leading the way. And luckily, one of them, one of the women was tall and had very blonde hair, blondish, grayish, but blonde hair, which thank God she did because everyone else has black hair in Napoli. So I was like, okay, I found him. I get them. I take everybody back and I turned, went back one block because I had noticed this awesome quasi piazza. And I thought that's going to be our meeting place. So I take everybody back there and I was like, here's the plan. This piazza, take a picture of the sign on the corner. Piazza Gerolomini, not an easy name, but if you took the picture, you're there. And this little kind of, it's not a piazza like you would think in Rome or Venice or whatnot, but it was a, a square, open airish enough away from the long, narrow streets they could find it. I think. So Piazza Gerolomino was framed by this beautiful church on one side that clearly had recently been uh, restored. It was stunning amongst like the grit. It was just shocking. I was like, you can find this. This will be easy. We're on Via Tribulani, etc. The other side of the piazza had this ancient foundation that was kind of under restoration and then the defining one, which our friend Craig pointed out, she goes, I can find this place. Look at this super weirdo antique shop that was displaying these like ghoulish looking mannequins and dolls that were hanging from the doors and the, the side of the building. It was so quirky and so weird. I was like, perfect place. We'll all find each other here if we get lost. And the thing is, I thought that was good and nothing did happen. Let me just preface that. But I thought that was like just describing it to you. Seems like you could find your way back, right? Keep in mind, millions of people on these streets, all in this party mood. And 
As you know, Tommaso, Google Maps takes forever to like reconnect. There was probably so many people on their phone that day. It was all sucked up, all the connection. Sucked up all the bandwidth. (laughs) Right. So the other funny thing is all the streets start to look the same in the bowels of Napoli, which is so unique. There, There is laundry hanging from building to building above you on every single street. The buildings are all the same height in this area of Napoli, exactly, you know, six floors, five floors, whatever it is. They all kind of look the same. They have the same colored tones to them, the same amount of pizzerias and stores and everything. I was like, I had zero confidence that anyone would find their way back to Piazza Gerolomini. And you are a woman that is not lacking in confidence, but when you didn't have... (laughs) When you did When I say zero confidence, <laughs> that means zero. <laughs> Got it? Got it. Okay. Luckily, as I mentioned, nothing happened. So in the end, Pizzeria Antica da Michele literally had like a three kilometer line of, of people. And we all looked at it. We stood at the end and I was like, see down there, as far as you can see, like basically three kilometers down this street is da Michele. Are we going to wait in this line? Absolutely not. So we retraced our steps and went back to Piazza Gerolomini because when I had stood there directing everybody that this is where we're going to meet up, I had noticed a pizzeria and they had outdoor tables, which is key because even though it was like November 1st, it was hot. We were sweating. There was millions of people. I There was no way I wanted to be inside. See of humanity all looking for pizza at yes, the same time. exactly. So I thought, let's go back there. And there was a line of people waiting outside, but we took our place in line. We were patient and we all, well, not me yet, but everyone took turns going into the bagno and coming out with the Bonyo report. <laughs> the Bonyo report. Yes, we started, for those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, this group of women started the Bonyo report in Rome because a lot of them had never been in bathrooms like this and they would come out and they're like, wow, that one had blah, 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 blah. So we started the Bonyo report. And apparently... The bathroom, the bagno at this pizzeria while we were waiting in line was very quirky. Okay, that's all I'll say. Like (laughs) lots of little narrow doors that you had to turn on an angle to get through from like the place where you wash your hands into the bagno area, then back out. It was quirky. But I just waited in line and you could tell the staff, the wait staff was beat up from... Tutti Santi long weekend, but they were nice. And then they saw the table of seven and they just like started sweating and thinking like, oh, however, they pulled it together and we had this table and our view was that beautiful restored church I told you about, the facade, the old foundation behind us, that quirky weirdo antique shop. And then there was this black and white painting I kept staring at. It was on the painted on the facade of the wall and it was awesome, but it had like a wood frame around it and then plexi or glass over it. And I thought, that's weird. Why would anyone do that? Whatever. So we had our pizza and well, first let me say 
we ordered Aperol Spritz. Someone that ordered an Aperol Spritz ordered like a beer chaser. <laughs> That's illegal. I, I kid you they not. They should have been, they should no, have been crucified no, in Italy. No, I'm joking. Oh. She did order it at the same time knowing that it was going to take so long okay, to get okay, it. Okay, okay, okay. I'm joking. She didn't shoot it back. The, the staff was working so hard and we knew we were cutting it close to even get back to the train on time. Through the Sea of Humanity. Right. So we all ordered whatever. There was a lot of drinks delivered that first round. That's all I want to say. <laughs> I saw wine, beer, Aperol spritz, whatever. And we had our pizza and they even had gluten-free pizza crust, which one woman needed. So it it was awesome. Was it the best pizza in Napoli? No. Did we care? No. no. It was fantastic. And then finally, when I went into the Bagno to give you know my update to the Bagno report, I looked at that painting and there was a, like a little plaque on it and written on it was Opera di Banksy. That was an original Banksy. And he called it the opera, the opera. And it was a... It, was like a Madonna and instead of, you know, like a halo and whatever Madonna has on top of her head, there was a pistol. No way. So, yeah. Did you not read this note again? Not Tommaso, you guys, Tommaso's not reading my um, preparation for these episodes, but I'm happy to share with you and Tommaso at the same time, there is an original Banksy and for those of you who don't know who that is, for those of you in the 126 countries around the world, Banksy is a British artist who gave himself that moniker, that name. No one has ever seen him actually make, there, there perform. Are, there are theories on who he is. There's a lot of theories as to who he is, but the majority of the world does not know. And he does random artworks, works of art, I should say, in different places all over the world that relate to something that's going on. And he just went to Ukraine, I don't know, three or four months oh, ago. Right. And did a piece in Ukraine. Right. So he is uh, amazing. Stealth. Stealth and amazing. And I could not believe that the random chance of me choosing this Piazza Gerolomini as a meeting place and then as our lunch place has an original Banksy. Like that was just the cherry on top of the whole crazy day. From there, we walked back to the train station with our, to be honest, we had this happy little like spritz buzz on and I don't think anyone, you know, was intimidated by the crowds anymore. They're like, this place is amazing. Everybody hold hands. Let's go. Come on. <laughs> no, it was, it just made it, it a little softer around the edges, you know? <laughs> Alcohol has a way of doing that and in that environment. It, and, but it was nice that we had a break to sit down and it cooled off and everything. So as we walked back to the train station, everyone was happy. If you recall, I mentioned that the outskirts of the train station were a little sketchy. So we walked by that area quickly and then we went inside to the train station, went to the left luggage and collected our luggage from the quirky dudes in the neon yellow vests who were not that friendly to me when we came back. They were the same guys. And we got our luggage, 
boarded our train, which is also funny because every single thing is QR code everywhere in Italy. So I had all the QR codes for seven of us and they had to get through the little turnstile with their luggage. I'm like, dingo, dingo. (laughs) It was funny. We get on to the train and luckily I purchased all the tickets, the seats together because it was jam packed. We were going direct to Rome and everyone seated, got seated, put their luggage down and someone, the first woman said, that was awesome. And everybody else says, God, that was so much fun. I'm so glad I saw it. It was craziness, just mayhem. And then finally someone goes, yeah, but I don't need to go back. <laughs> I was like, well, that was that, honest. That summarizes it. However, I have had clients who loved it. I personally love Napoli for what it is. And I described earlier what it is. It's craziness. But you have to be in the mood for it. And if you go into it knowing what I've described here and what you've read elsewhere, And if you know where to go and definitely where not to go, it's awesome. And my only travel tip suggestion is perhaps you just avoid the weekend of the Festival of Tutti Tutti Santi. (laughs) Travel tip number one. Right. Hey, Basta. That is basically the last day of that trip. It was fantastic. We went to Rome, stayed in a hotel outside of the airport. But a good one, I found a really good one. We had an amazing last dinner, which is a very nice way to end a trip instead of a, you know, yeah, typical yes. airport hotel. So, tutto, tutto buonissimo. Everything was great. Our next weekend's episode is a little treat. One of these women. Did we mention this last time? We did. Okay. Next weekend. Check in for a really fun episode that we interviewed one of the women on this trip. Okay? Some serious history. Yes. Small world. Good stuff, too. Medium-sized cocktail party. Ciao, ciao. Oh, Dio mio. Okay, grazie mille. Ciao, ciao. <laughs>